0: Hey there and welcome back to the peaceful home podcast. My name is Pam and today we are talking all about the holidays and gift giving and specifically how to shift from gifts to experiences. Now we live in a culture of things. So let's clear out this idea that things are the only option and let's embrace this deeper, more meaningful connections that we are all seeking as parents and that our kids are seeking as well by sprinkling in more experiences and we will also talk about how to have those conversations with people in your life if you're trying to go a little bit more minimalist so let's dive in welcome to the peaceful home podcast i'm your host pam godboys founder of the align moms membership and coaching program coffee lover mama of a teenage daughter therapist, life and parenting coach, teacher, and mentor of other badass moms who aren't afraid to lean in and get their hands dirty. I'm on a mission to redefine how you view yourself, how you view parenting, and most importantly, to help you rethink your destructive patterns, your past relationships, and your inner critic, all of which are standing in the way of your peaceful life. In this podcast, we believe that you are perfect as you are, and our focus is on helping you grow your view through shadow work, spirituality, emotional regulation, manifestation, grounding, exploring the mask and the femme, and so much more. We laugh and we cry, and we gain a better understanding of ourself through the lens of our kids. Welcome to Parenting Redefined. Welcome to the Peaceful Home Podcast. So, let's be real. The holidays have gotten a little bit nuts in our culture. The amount of gifts and physical items and things and crap, I don't know about in your house, but in my house, my daughter's constantly cleaning things out. And she just was cleaning off one of her bookshelves because she's a book freak. She loves books. And she's got all these little like things that maybe were in an Easter basket or in a stocking or and she's like, what do I do with these? And I finally just said, throw them away. We don't need to hang on to the little wind up chickadee from your Easter basket 10 years ago." or some little knick thing that was put into her stocking. You don't need to hang on to that stuff. And I have a father-in-law that for a long time when she was little would like pop into the dollar store, which was right around that corner from him. And every time he came to see Marley or every time they got together, he had like all these little dollar store things. And we became overrun by them. And things can be great because they can remind us of Experiences. But when things are just bought for things sake, to have more material things, it doesn't usually work out the way that anyone is hoping. So, this holiday season, you have the opportunity to either encourage more things, more physical items to be purchased and given as gifts, or you can double down on the experience of experiences this year. And here's why experiences are amazing our kids. Are human beings that we are raising, what they seek more than anything, whether they realize it or not, is deep connection. They just want to spend time with their parents and with their loved ones. They want to feel important and valued and valuable. They want to be heard and seen and felt. And when we give them a physical item like a toy, they get hit of dopamine and that's great. But what they actually need is this neurochemical called oxytocin. And oxytocin comes as a result of relationships and experienced gifts give not just dopamine, because they do give dopamine as well, but they also give this opportunity for oxytocin. And oxytocin has some amazing healing properties. Now you might be thinking, I'm all in for experiences, but I have two problems. One, my kids will be pissed if they don't get the gifts that they're that are on their wish list that they ask for. And two, nobody else in my life will give them experience gifts, not even their co-parent. Nobody else will buy into it but me. So let's start with the first component, which is my kids want what's on their list and they don't want experiences. Now, if you've never done experience gifts before, then chances are you're not too far off the mark on this, right? You're not too far. Your kids want something physical to open because you've trained them that way. You've trained them to have big gifts and lots of packages and lots of wrapping paper and all those things at the end. Of Christmas morning or whatever other holidays uh, you're buying gifts for, because it could be birthdays as well, right? This applies to birthdays and any other giving season where people are giving your child gifts for something. So you have to introduce this over a period of time and you have to introduce it kind of slowly. So, for instance, if they give you a list of 45 things and normally you buy those 45 things, Between you and Santa and the grandparents, they get all the things on their list. It might be time to start scaling back on some of those things that they're getting, right? You might say, well, we're not going to get everything this year. Maybe you have that pre-conversation. Maybe you substitute out some of the things that they're asking for, for experience gifts. And with experiences, you offer like a little tangible something to go along with it, which I'll talk about in a moment. Because then you're still giving them something to open, and then you get to celebrate the experience, whatever it may be. So last year for Christmas, my daughter, who is now 14, she was 13 at the time, got tickets to see The Cursed Child on Broadway in New York City. And we are travelers. We like to go to New York. It's not that far for us. And we love New York City. We go a couple times a year usually. And so this was her her big present, was to go to New York City for a long weekend with her father and I and to see The Cursed Child. And so for Christmas... I wrapped up a scarf, Harry Potter Hufflepuff, I think is her house. I wrapped up a Hufflepuff scarf that I had ordered online and a couple of little like Harry Potter pins or something like that and wrapped that up with a printout of like the Cursed Child Broadway tickets and the date. And just we put it in a box and wrapped it up. Now, we've been doing this with her for a really long time. For most of her life, she's been getting experiences. So she would have just been fine with a piece of paper that said, here's what we're getting. Here's the tickets. This is what the experience is. And that would have been okay. It, you know, it's just kind of a couple of years ago, she got a she, our dog. Our dog is now three. She got as a puppy. And so what she got that year was in a box. She got a picture of the dog because she wasn't here yet. She was in Florida at a breeder. And she got a little collar and a little leash. And like to look at the collar now, it's this tiny little thing. And she didn't understand what it was at the time. She's like, what is this? Is this for like, she thought it was maybe for one of her American Girl dolls and then realized, oh, hey, this is actually your dog and this dog is coming here and this is this is your Christmas present. So those are experience gifts, right? Those are some things, but there's lots of things that can be experiences and experiences don't have to cost thousands of dollars, right? A trip to New York City for the three of us for a long weekend, thousands of dollars. Your gifts don't have to be that. It could be we've done lessons for things. We've done, smaller experiences, it could be things like coupons for a game night or going to the movies with someone. And we've actually done this for her friends as gifts where we've done movie passes and then we've done bought their favorite candy and wrapped it up so that they could go to the movies. And we didn't take them to the movies, but it gave them the opportunity for their mom to take them to the movies. These are some of Marley's friends when they were younger. So I'm all about experiences experiences can be anything that your child will enjoy. It doesn't matter what it is. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And it could just be time with you. It could be a lunch date with someone, right? My mom has started, my mom likes to buy gifts. She likes to buy gifts. I'll be totally honest. She's like the, has a spreadsheet for how much she spends on each person. So it's even and that's just how she does things, totally fine. But one of my nieces who's a lot older than Marley years ago, when she was around Marley's age, started having my mom take her shopping for Christmas. Like, let's go clothes shopping and she'd have a budget, which was the amount. And then my, my, this happens to be a niece who loves like thrift and is really kind of creative with her fashion choices. So she and my mom would go shopping and then they would go to lunch. And my mom was like, I really love this. And so she started doing that with Marley. Like she started taking Marley like, hey, I'm going to, uh, Marley and I are going to go to a show and that's going to be her, her present. Here's these, these opportunities and these, these experiences. And I'll give you a list of ideas at the end of the episode, but this brings me to this idea of like, when you don't have people in your life on board with the gift giving, the experience giving process, how do you get them on board? Well, first and foremost, you have to have a conversation with them about your wishes. And this is not a text message or an email. This is a in person, if you can, or a phone conversation where you make requests. You can't set up rules. You can't say, don't buy this, don't buy that, don't do this, don't do that. But you can ask and make requests. You can give them some guidelines. These are the things that they really like. And one of the things we're trying to teach them, why do you want to shift to experiences? Experiences are not about shifting from a financial perspective per se, but it's more about being able to actually have time with the people in your life because our time is so precious and so valuable, right? So when you have this conversation, you can express your why. Why is it that you want to make this shift? You can talk about the importance of the relationship that this other person that you're talking to and your child have and why that's valuable to your kid. And then from there, you have to just let go and let them do whatever it is they're going to do. Now, there are going to be people in your life that you make this request of that completely ignore you and buy thousands of dollars worth of gifts or, you know, $25 worth of crap at the dollar store or whatever, and wrap it all up and give it to your kids. And they say, no, this is important to me. This is what I need to do. There's something I need you to understand. When someone chooses to buy a gift, a physical gift, or give a physical gift to you or your kids, even though you've made a request otherwise, they're doing it because they're trying to demonstrate that they care. Now, yes, there's a very small group of people out there that are like, I'm going to do this because I know you don't want it. But that's not most people. Most people are like, what can I do to bring joy to this child's life because I care about them? And that's why they're buying the gifts. So if they're buying, grandparents are spending ridiculous amounts of monies on things, even though you've asked them not to, It's because they're trying to demonstrate love the only way that they know how. And remember, we give based on our love language. And honestly, there's a lot of grandparents out there just because of like that generation that very much believe that the only way to show that I love you is to buy you presents. Now, not only are you saying I'm making this request over here, you're trying to get them to change that. So you have to be gentle with them and recognize where they're coming from. Now, one thing that can be really helpful is when you do have someone that buys in and says, Oh, I'm in. I'm going to, yes, they're going to get a lunch date with me and we're going to, or we're going to go to the movies or I'm going to buy them passes to the zoo or any other thing that they really enjoy. When your kids are enjoying the thing that was given, it's important to express appreciation and make a big deal out of the experience gift. This does two things. It makes your kids remember where this connection came from and, oh, grandma bought us this or grandpa bought us this or auntie whoever bought us this. But it also makes a big deal and gives a hit of dopamine and oxytocin to the person who purchased the gift. So if grandma bought them swimming lessons and wrapped up a little bathing suit for them to wear during their swimming lessons, Then each week at Swimming Lessons, you take a picture, you take a video of them swimming, all of the things that say, look at how exciting this is, and you send them to grandma with a note that says, we appreciate this so much. Your grandchild is really enjoying this thing that you purchased for them, this experience that they're having. Maybe you even in that scenario where they're doing a lesson, maybe you invite the person who purchased the lesson to come to a lesson Not every lesson, but to say like, hey, if you want to come, their skating show is coming up for those lessons that you bought, or they've got a couple of swim lessons left if you can make it to one, or ballet classes, or they have a musical performance after you purchase them, these lessons for the violin or the guitar or whatever the case may be, right? So these are all ideas and things that you can do, but including the giver in the gift, in the experience even if it's in that context, even if it's in celebrating that context, right? They don't have to bring them to every lesson or be the person that takes them to the movies. You can simply take selfies at the movies and be like, "We're so excited to see the movie that you bought us tickets for." Or this is what we're using our movie pass for, or whatever. Okay, so those are the the pieces that are really important. Now let's actually look at what are some ideas. What are some ideas? First of all, of if I'm bridging this gap, if I'm bridging this this shift to From physical toys or gifts to more to experiences, then we start to look at what are the things, for instance, what do they need in order to do the experience? So if you're taking them camping, maybe you've bought them a new sleeping bag, or maybe you've got them little lights to hang inside the tent or something special that they don't have at home, they don't normally use, that they now have to go camping with, right? So The gift is a family camping trip, and here's these little trinkets that they get to go on this family camping trip. The gift is tickets to a show or an event or something that they really enjoy, and then they get a little piece like I did with Marley with the Cursed Child, and I got her a scarf and a couple of little pins that she could put on her back. Some secondhand skates for skating lessons. Some candy for a movie date. An apron for baking with grandma. Anything that they could possibly need or that could represent the gift. In a small way, that's what you're doing when you're creating tokens. Now, honestly, like I said, my child at this point, I could just print off whatever it is, put it in a box, or put it in a gift bag and she'd pull it out, know exactly what it is. And that's just as exciting for her as opening something up. But if you're new in this journey to experience gifts, having something tangible can be really helpful in that shift. And it does not, every gift you give does not have to be an experience. Maybe you're like, I'm gonna do one experience gift and some smaller gifts. And I'm going to ask, you know, my parents to do an experience gift or my in-laws to do an experience gift because they tend to, you know, go overboard with presents or just because I know that they will be on board with it. So other people can still be giving them physical gifts, or maybe you just simply start talking about it and you make the shift over time. So let's go through some examples. What are some experience gifts that you can give your kids this year instead of clogging up your closets and your playrooms and your bedroom with more stuff. Okay, here's some ideas. Lessons of any kind, karate, ballet, any other kind of dance, swimming lessons, skating lessons, skiing lessons, skateboarding lessons, any kind of lesson that you think your child would enjoy. This can be a great experience gift. Backyard movie night, a room makeover. A few years ago, we made it over my daughter's better because that's what she wanted. Any sort of cooking or grilling or baking lessons that they may want. and you can do this with something online, some class they go to in person, or somebody in their life, you know, it might have somebody that's a really amazing baker that's going to give them baking lessons as their Christmas gift. Maybe you have a kid that wants to start running, and you are a runner, and you're like, "Hey, we can train and run a 5K together. That's going to be one of your gifts. Now, don't get your kid a gift of running or something that you're like, they're never going to like that. Hiking adventures, day trips, trips to the spa, indoor water parks, nature scavenger hunts, tickets to an escape room, subscriptions to something online. Last year, Marley got a subscription to a gluten-free bread making online course. And that was like a membership that she had a subscription to for like four months. Day passes for skiing or roller skating or ice skating or snow tubing. Admission to classes or workshops that they may enjoy. Kids yoga class or teens aerial yoga. Any sort of art classes or pottery. Any lessons of things if you have a creative kit. Music lessons. Coupons for days fishing. My kid loved fishing when she was little. Tickets for the ice castles or any sort of Ice sculptures, or displays, or things going on. Yes, day a slumber party, and this could be like a family. Like I know a lot of people that are like, I don't want my kids sleep outside my house. Totally fine. But it could be like a family slumber party in the family room where you sleep on the couch or the floors with sleeping bags and watch movies and eat popcorn in your sleeping bag. Petting zoos, botanical gardens. We have done like s'mores kits, and one of her gifts was a winter s'mores party where she got to invite some of the neighbors, and we set up a fire, and they were all in their snow clothes outside making s'mores, and she loved that. Learning how to crochet or knit or some sort of crafting thing, teaching them or having someone in your life teach them and offering that as a gift. Right now, my 14 year old is obsessed with learning how to crochet. We've done tickets to Cirque du Soleil, tickets to the circus, tickets to Broadway shows, musical performances. We saw Elf a few years ago. We've done the aquarium, and my kid loves fancy. So one of the things I was considering for this year is to do a coupon for a fancy dinner at a really fancy restaurant because she's a foodie and she would go wild being able to go into a really nice place and order anything she wants and get all dressed up. And then you have this whole opportunity to create dates, right? So crafting dates, cooking dates, movie night dates, lunch dates. You can even do this stuff if you have kids that are a little bit older and can kind of manage or you can be there to support them. If you've got a grandparent on the other side of the country and you want to do one of these dates via Zoom, passes to trampoline parks or indoor playground type places, tickets to sporting events, tickets to things like planetariums or amusement parks, bowling passes, indoor lessons of any kind. I live in a place where it's real cold in the winter, so indoor soccer, indoor tennis, anything that's offered indoors, that would be a great option for the winter as well. We love things like Photography classes, baking lessons, anything that allows her, because she's a creative, to get more creative and to expand her view. So the first thing that you do here is you just kind of figure out who is my kid? What would they enjoy? And if your kid's young or you're not really sure, then try lots of different things. My child is obsessed with museums. She loves museums and historical sites. She would gladly take that as an experience gift of any kind. Growing an herb garden together indoors having a family game night or a game night with someone else, like maybe a grandparent's, like I want to play games. And please recognize that a lot of these things can be offered for free or you can get passes to museums and experiences at your local library. So encourage the grandparents or whoever is giving experience gifts to look into some of that stuff. That's how a lot of our experiences happen. And your kid is not walking around going, this only cost you $20? What is this? The neuroscience around experiences and oxytocin is so powerful. And this is your opportunity to double down whether your kid is 2 or 22. Experiences are valuable and they go a long way in the supporting of growth and development for our kids, for ourselves, and for the relationships that they have in their lives. So give this a go. Let me know if you have questions and brainstorm. Make a, sit down and make a list with the people that are in your life and really start brainstorming using some of these examples and growing from there because the opportunities here really are endless. All right, thank you guys. Have an amazing week and I will see you soon. Take care. Oh, one more thing. It's the legal language. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes and it is not intended as a substitute for advice from a physician, a professional coach, a therapist, or any other qualified medical or mental health professionals. Thanks guys. One of the most effective things that you can do as a mom is you can learn to regulate your nervous system. Now you might be thinking, Pam, how do I regulate my nervous system? Well, there's lots of different strategies, but one really great way to start to wire the brain for relaxation for calm, for more peace is to up your gratitude game. And that is exactly why I created a free email series just for you. The Ultimate Guide to a Grateful Life is 15 essential practices and prompts to cultivate a brain wired for gratitude, which will create for you a more abundant and a happier life and you. And all it takes is just a couple minutes a day. These are strategies that are proven to wire the brain towards rest and digest. And that is the side of the brain, the parasympathetic nervous system that we want to be more active. This is where emotional regulation comes from. So grab your copy today by going to pamgodboys.com forward slash gratitude and start wiring your brain for a happier, healthier life.